Hi, and welcome to another episode of Mech in the Mech, making entrepreneurship core at the Mason Enterprise Center. I'm your host, Andrew Stockel. In today's episode, we have Bob Hansen to talk to us about mergers and acquisitions. Greetings, Bob. Would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, currently I'm a patent attorney, but I come to that from a long career path that has taken me through eight or nine different professions. So one of the reasons I like to volunteer here is practically any question that comes up for entrepreneurs uh, faced it and probably made the mistakes. So right now I'm a patent attorney. I'm a partner in a law firm I helped uh, form. Before that, I was in uh, a number of large law firms. But before that, I was in a biotech startup, one of the first people in a biotech startup. And I was secretary and vice president, uh, ran the lab, uh, cleaned the floors, and did the things you do in a, in a startup. Prior to that, though, I was aerospace-type person, worked at Raytheon. I worked at Raytheon only because they acquired Hughes Aircraft, where I was uh, an executive and I went to Hughes Aircraft from Rockwell International. So uh, I went down that, and before that, I was in the Navy, and I was an engineering duty officer. So it's uh, I've been through a lot of those careers. And then on the sideline, my uh, wife and I started a publishing company and published a, a magazine, which we eventually sold. And then the, the other aspect that's useful for the counseling I do here is that while I was at Raytheon, I was an M&A specialist, basically buying and selling businesses. I kicked the tires on several deals, bought one company in, in Australia, but mostly I sold 12, 13 separate small businesses to other companies and investors. And as a result of that, have a real good perspective on the M&A side, particularly from the big company's perspective. What are some key dynamics of any business acquisition? Well, it's important to keep in mind both parties' perspectives. And I'm often counseling small business owners who are looking to sell their businesses, but I try to have them see it from the perspective of the buyer because the buyer has legitimate concerns and risks and is putting a lot of money up. And so there's a process they go through to evaluate value and conduct due diligence to make sure that it's a good acquisition. So from the perspective of selling a business, it's good to understand that the buyer has a process and a procedure that they have to go through to make sure that they're spending their usually public money wisely. Why do business owners typically want to sell their business? Typically, small business owners are looking to retire, to get their money out that they invested in starting the business, or in many cases, it's because the business has outgrown the capacity of the management team or the resources of a small business. In many cases, a business concept, the, the entity that is the business, will do much better in the ownership of a very large corporation, which has the marketing, manufacturing, and size capabilities to leverage the technology, the concept, into a larger marketplace. In that sense, it makes sense to sell the business to somebody who can make more money with it. And thus, it usually comes down to money, that the owner wants to get their money out, or they realize that the business is worth more in the hands of a purchaser 
And so they're better off, the business is better off, the economy is better off to go ahead and sell it. Kind of like Procter & Gamble acquiring Gillette? Um, that's a, an example when you get very large of, of having uh, economies of scale. But for many of the businesses that are in the uh, Mason Enterprise Center, they have a concept that's very good technology concept, but they can only take it so far because they only have 15 people, they have a small manufacturing, they can only reach out so far. But if they could sell it to Lockheed Martin, Lockheed Martin can sell the products worldwide, they can manufacture it in Taiwan, India, wherever it makes sense because they just have the mass to do it better. So that business in the hands of the owners is worth X. In the hands of Lockheed, it would be worth 5X. So the owners are looking at, well, I've got X amount of money, but I could have 2X. If I sold it to Lockheed, Lockheed will pay 2X because to them it's worth 5X. So that's the general economic dynamics that usually are, goes on in any transaction. Why do companies buy other businesses? In other words, what motivates the buyers? Well, it in many cases that uh, is pertinent to small business owners, large companies are looking to acquire new markets, new products, and new technologies. It, for most large companies, it's actually very difficult to innovate due to the bureaucracy. They're very good at making things, selling things cost-effectively, but it's very hard in that large bureaucracy to have the entrepreneurial spirit to create something new. And so many companies look to small business as their way of growing and bringing new products into the marketplace. It is just part of the business cycle. It is in the pharmaceutical industry, for, for instance, most drugs, maybe that's an overstatement, but a large number of drugs are developed by little tiny startups who then are either acquired by or sell or license their drug to a large manufacturer which can make a billion pills affordably. The small company has the, the mines and the risk tolerance to go off and develop something new. The big company has the money and the wherewithal to make it, but has a really hard time innovating. So for many large companies, that's what they're looking for. Um, the other reason you had mentioned earlier is oftentimes you'll see the large mergers and it's because the two businesses when combined is worth more due to economies of scale. I mean uh, Exxon Mobil, there's a huge one, is now looking at buying British Petroleum and you put those three together they'll actually make more profit because they only need one CEO making a large amount of money per year instead of three so that's a, a whole different dynamic. For most small businesses, they should be looking at their role or their attractiveness to a large company, that they're bringing something new to the table, a new customer, a new product, a new technology that the company can't develop itself, at least not for the kind of money it would cost them to develop themselves. So it's cheaper for them to pay $10 million to buy a company with a good new technology, new products, than it is to go find somebody in that inside that can innovate and create the same thing. It actually is cheaper to buy. What should business owners do to prepare their business for sale? Well, I like to talk to business owners about doing this with a large, a long range perspective. 
the reason I say this is because a friend of mine and I who were in uh, the M&A business, we were leaving a meeting one time with a business owner and we were trying to help her sell her business so she could retire. And we had gone over the books in the current state of the business and as we were driving back, he said to me, you know, if we had only met with her three years before, this would be so easy. And that's resonated with me because in so many cases where I was involved in selling a business or have advised people who want to sell a business, the situation is the business is not ready to be sold. To be sold, the business has to be in a situation where the accounting is, is straightforward, their debts are off the books, they're not losing money, there are no dangling property interests, minority shareholders, ex-wives or something that may have a claim in the business, there are no liens on the business, there's no um, question about intellectual property, everything's wrapped up nice, neat in a box so that I like to use Lockheed Martin because they're so big and they're so active in this area. And when they come in and they look at it, all they're asking themselves is, how much is this worth? They're not asking, oh my God, do we have to pay off Aunt so-and-so for her interest? They didn't patent this, therefore we, it's not worth as much. Those kinds of questions are off the table. So to get ready to sell, you need to get your business to the point where if you were buying it, you, would, you wouldn't have any lingering questions. The due diligence is straightforward. So, but unfortunately, that's not just something you do over a weekend. It really is something you can plan for. The other aspect that's uh, worth considering is that if you want to get a certain price for the business, you need to get it to a level of revenue and profit that supports that valuation. So if you want to sell your business for $10 million, you don't just clean up your books and, and uh, assign all your patent rights and get rid of your debts. That It may not be worth $10 million unless your, your earnings before income tax depreciation, let's say EBITDA, uh, supports that valuation. So if you want to sell for a certain amount of money, it's in addition to getting the business ready for due diligence, you got to get it to the point where it supports that valuation. What are the proper steps of the acquiring process? In the process of being acquired, I think the first thing is to run the business in a manner so that the buyer looks at it and says, this meets my expectations for good management that there's no dangling strings or threads that are going to cause um, worry or concern. Uh, second, it's to prepare for the due diligence. Make sure all the IP is taken care of, the minority interests are straightened out, all contracts are taken care of and buttoned up. There's no liens, there's no excess debt, uh, the, any leases are either extended or expiring. And so you're getting ready to be clean and then run it and get it to a level of profit or profitability to support the valuation you want. And then get into the marketplace, get known, make sure that the companies that might want to buy you know about you. 
and then once you have all those pieces in place then maybe talk to a bank or somebody and, and put yourself in play. What would you say is the hardest part for business owners looking to sell their business to accomplish their goal? I think the hardest challenge that new business owners or small business owners face is crossing the bridge of running their business in a manner that is consistent with an acquisition as opposed to running it as a small business as they're something that they like to do. The problem with uh, selling a business to a large company is they have a certain expectation of how decisions are made, how investments are, are made and accounted for, and how the profitable the business should be. Generally, small businesses are more about getting into market quickly, making decisions, fast, making teaming decisions quickly, running informally, and not necessarily in maximizing profits because they get taxed on profits. Uh, uh, maybe having some perks and ad advantages that you get as a small business. The buyer sees a lot of the those advantages of a small business is actually detrimental to the deal. But the small business owner may see them as this is why I started a small business. So if you're running a business with the ultimate goal of selling it to somebody else, you really should be thinking about managing on a daily basis your business as if you were a division of that business that's going to acquire you. It's not as nice as owning your own little private sh shop, but the value of the business when you get to that end deal will be higher. Wrapping up, is there anything you'd like to say to any listeners out there? Well, for most entrepreneurs that I meet, they have the long-term goal of selling and maybe retiring someday. And that's a very legitimate and valid goal. And my advice is decide now how much you want and uh, when you want to sell. And today, start today planning for that sale and work your way backwards from that, signing that contract, backwards through the due diligence, what kinds of, and ask yourself what kinds of questions will you be asked and what documents will you have to present? How much profit will you have to be able to demonstrate? What kind of marketing plans you'll have to have in order to justify the valuation that you want to get? And then, that's probably not where you are today. Work backwards from that material that you know you need in time to your current day and build your business plan around that. And then tomorrow, start managing your business like you were a division of of an acquiring company so that you do your books more with more diligence, you write your contracts with a little bit more formality, you keep track of all your NDAs, they don't get lost someplace but they're filed neatly and indexed. And run your business from the perspective of the buyer so that when you get to due diligence at that point in time, three to five years from now, there will be no reason that they can identify for giving you less than every dollar that your, your business is worth at that time. And if you've run your business with that perspective in mind, you should be able to get from them the amount of money you want. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Mech in the Mech. 
make an entrepreneurship core at the Mason Enterprise Center. Until then, make a difference. Music